two men, one podcast, two dumb dudes. My name is Ben. His name is Nick. I was just going to let you keep going because that voice is so strong. A strong voice, a strong intro. The Trailer Blazers. The Trailer Blazers. I think you're legally required to say in a world while you're doing that voice. In a world where nothing makes sense, two dumb dudes struggle through the fog. (laughs) I think that could be the tagline for the entire series. Probably so. One hobby podcast, no Patreon supporters. Will they continue? There's no Raycon money for us, no mattresses, and no underwear. (laughs) Squarespace, build it beautiful. I do actually own a Squarespace domain. I own TrailerBlazersPodcast.com, but I don't know how to redirect it to link to the... (laughs) the Podbean site yet so <laughs> probably just let that lapse and then change it to the dumb yeah if we ever get picked up by a podcast network which will never happen but if it did they would say look we, we guys we need to rebrand uh what do you think and so yeah we'll just do we'll call ourselves the dumb dudes and we'll expand the scope of the podcast the balls in your court maximum fun podcast network or headgum or earwolf <laughs> uh pick us up uh, Nick, tell me this, riddle me this, Batman. What did you had watched this week? Remember when TVs had wood paneling like a station wagon? Okay, so I didn't watch a lot of stuff this week, but I did watch some new things this week. Jess and I watched a movie called The Book of Life from a few years ago. Yes. It's an animated movie about the Day of the Dead, kind of like Coco, but it's not the same story, but it's got similar themes. And it had, like, Diego Luna and uh, Danny Trejo was in it and Christina Applegate, Ron Perlman. That was a bunch of people. Oh, uh, Zoe Saldana. It was pretty good. This is not the movie I was thinking of. Oh, no, this was a, an animated movie about uh, the Day of the Dead. It was fun. Uh, it had a, an interesting animated style because they were telling it like it was a story and the the people were dolls. So they were, like animated like uh, marionettes almost it was hard to explain it was cool though and then i watched on youtube which i made you watch there was these people made a parody of 1917 called 2020 and it's a 20 minute youtube video that i'll provide the link for in the show notes and it's really well done it's a one-shot thing it pretty much captures every beat from 1917 with stuff that happened in 2020 in a really ridiculous, really well-done, well-filmed way with good special effects. Yeah, if, it, if you have a kid 15 years from now that's like, what happened in 2020? They could watch this and it would be entertaining and they would get a lot of these little snippets from this year. Yeah, because it basically it's 20, 20 minutes, but it, it represents basically the first three quarters of 2020. Yeah, and some really good special effects in here, un- unexpectedly. Yeah, we weren't sure if that was the real footage of the wildfires or not. <laughs> yeah, like it looks so real. I was like, they, did they really film this while the fires were going in that? Like, because they were not that far away from it. Uh, but I think it was special effects. So if you do, if you have 20 minutes, 
I highly recommend watching this video. I'm going to put it in the show notes for you. Yeah, it's and good. And then tonight, Jess and I started binge watching The Haunting of Bly Manor on Netflix. And so far, it's as good as the first season, which I wasn't sure if it would be as good as the first season, which is like outstanding and surprising. Like, I was surprised at how good it was. That's so my great. hopes my hopes were high already for this one, and it's yeah. really good so far. Oh, that's great. That's great. I, I've got. I think I'm gonna save it still for Halloween. Uh, the haunt, the haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, it'll be a good. It's a good Halloween thing to watch. Yeah, that'll be good. Uh, yeah. So I watched that 2020 uh, 1970 parody, and then I finished uh, Raised by Wolves season one. Um, I'm still trying to decide if it's sort of in the Aliens universe because this is Ridley Scott. You know, it's tied to Ridley Scott. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm still trying to. I want to think that it is, uh, and I'm not going to give any spoilers away. But there are possible connections to the Aliens universe. I gotta watch this yet. But I think it, what it might be is it, it's just hey Ridley Scott made this and this is his style, man. So that's you know it could be that. But anyway. Uh, it's really weird. It's intriguing. It's different. Um, I would say almost watch it because it's unlike really anything you've seen on TV before. Uh, it's definitely worth watching if you're into sci-fi. Did you see Charlie's costume he made from it so quickly? Yeah, Char- Charlie makes me mad. Uh, I'll go ahead and say that. Uh, I don't know how he makes stuff so quick. Yeah, and, and to have it look as good as it does... Yeah, he's Charlie's insanely talented. I'm like his biggest fan. Uh, he makes incredible things. Go check out his Instagram. I'll put a link. Yeah, we'll put a link. <laughs> All right, so that's what we done watch. But let's let's talk. We got a lot of news to get to, so let's talk about the new news. Why could nobody recognize Clark Kent when he took off his glasses? So much stuff this week. Not all of it good. Some of it great. Yeah, that's exactly right. First one, we got a little bit of uh, bad news. Yeah, so Netflix, which we, you know, I was just talking about how I like Bly Manor on Netflix, but I don't like Netflix a lot of the times because they cancel things that I love. I'll never forgive them for canceling Mystery Science Theater reboot because we paid for that with a Kickstarter, you know? So it's like, it wasn't theirs to cancel. I just feel like it wasn't theirs to cancel. But yeah. this this week... They canceled The Dark Crystal, and they canceled Glow, which Glow is one of the best series that they have, and I haven't seen Dark Crystal, but I know you loved it. Dark Crystal is a a feat. That's what I'm going to call it. It is a feat in filmmaking. It is a feat in puppetry, in special effects, practical effects. It is a feat in craftsmanship, ladies and gentlemen. A feat in craftsmanship. You can literally watch that show, not care about the story. The story ain't all that great, I'll be honest. But the craftsmanship is like stunning from the bottom to the top, from the beginning to the end. And they canceled it. I feel like Glow was pretty much one of the most unique female driven shows that exist because a lot of the women on that show act like the women that I know in real life and not like TV character women. And and in a time like this, there should be more of that instead of the same old stuff that you see every week. And so canceling globe and, and the reasons that they gave were so stupid. They're like, well, uh, because of the delay from COVID, we feel like people won't uh, come back to watch the, the fourth season. No, you dumb idiots. The same people who watched all the other seasons are going to watch the fourth season. That's how it works. 
That's how it works. And not to mention, this past week we got the news that Texas, like the, I guess the state of Texas, is suing Netflix for that whole Cuties uh, documentary thing that they did, that French film. Yeah. And like Netflix was like, well, we stick by the film because it like calls out this whole thing. And I'm like, okay. There was like a parody news site that was like, hey, there, here's a documentary about shooting puppies. It's like, we don't need this. Uh, yeah. We know that this stuff is wrong. We don't need a documentary to tell us this stuff is wrong. Yeah, you're on thin ice, Netflix. If, yeah, you cancel, if you cancel The Witcher or The Haunting series, I'll come after you. Yeah, there's just not... I don't know. What are we hanging out in Netflix for? What are we waiting for, bro? Just just Witcher. Yeah, that's basically all I can think of is we're waiting on The Witcher. Mm-hmm. After The Witcher comes out, I don't know that Aaron will let me cancel it, but I kind of do want to cancel it. There's not really anything I'm looking forward to. It's few and far in between with them. Yeah. All right, so Netflix is on our bad list. Uh, also, some more bad news. Well, I don't know. I guess this is bad news, but Dune got pushed back to late 2021. Yeah, so Dune, Black Widow, all of these things, James Bond, in the end, they all got bumped a full calendar year from their original release date. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do, but I, I will say I'm I'm not so mad about Dune because this gives me extra time to work on my Doom costume, and I think I'm probably going to end up doing the still suit, so I need some extra time for that. Did he say Doom? Yeah, I would like to maybe do that as well. So that's not too bad. That we'll 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 kind of save that for Dragon Con 2022. I'm pretty sure I heard Doom with an M. So silver lining there. Uh, some this is I guess neutral news. Ryan Reynolds might sign the biggest MCU deal in history. Yeah, I was reading about this, that Kevin Feige wants to lock him down for for a 10-movie contract, which is pretty big. 10 movies is a lot. Is that is that more than RDJ? Uh, I'd have to parse it out. I know that they renegotiated several times. I don't know what he ended up being in. 11, including a cameo in Black Widow. I know Chris Hemsworth extended his contract again, too, though, because he just wants to be Thor forever, which is fine by me. Why wouldn't you? Why, would, why wouldn't you want to be Thor forever? Like, there, the, you really can't go up from there, I don't think. For sure, you can't. Like, because you see the other stuff that, that he ends up making is, like, Netflix movies and weird beige army man movies. And, and race car movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. We'll see what happens there. And then we're also probably going to get Quicksilver in the MCU. I mean, Quicksilver's been in the MCU in Age of Ultron. But they're talking about uh, Evan Peters' Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. Because with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, basically we open the gates to do whatever we want here. Which works for me. I I I say get weird with it. I'm going to get real weird with it. Yeah, let's get weird. I mean, th- th- there's no reason not to. Yeah, no. We did 10 years of Infinity Stone Saga arc. Now, let's get weird with it. Let's bring in uh, the Sam Raimi, some some stuff from Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, like J.K. Simmons that they did. Yeah. Let's get Doctor Strange, just start opening portals up. Let's bring Kirsten Dunst out. I want to see her again with some red hair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now you're talking real weird. Yeah, I want to see... Uh, anything let's get like uh wesley snipes and then he'll fight the other blade (laughs) let's just do it all let's get everyone (laughs) uh number one thing we want though is it what is it fantastic four is that what we want yeah yeah but they can leave the the other fantastic four movies there without getting them out of there yeah 
All right, so that's uh, that's gonna happen. Uh, all right, let's talk. Now we got to talk about this, man. Um, <laughs> we we we've been talking about this all week. We me me and Nick have been talking about this. Uh, this has been a big thing with Lord of the Rings fans. Uh, some people are thinking there is some evidence to lead people to think that the makers of the Amazon Lord of the Rings series want to include nudity in the series. <laughs> you know, because of how horny the Lord of the Rings books are, they weren't dry and read as textbooks at all. Um, I, I, I will say this, man. Like, look, you want to make your own fantasy series and, and put whatever content you want in it, that's fine. Do whatever you want to do. It's yours. Lord of the Rings is not yours. This is right. Tolkien's and this is ours, the fans, okay? There is the the spirit of Lord of the Rings does not have this. It doesn't have people calling people, you know, the like curse words and 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 have and this is not uh this is not Game of Thrones. Lord of the Rings is higher than that. It's better than that, okay? Uh so it, it, Amazon if if Amazon does this, I swear to you, I don't, I don't, I don't do this kind of stuff. Like, I'm gonna boycott. I, that's just not me. If they do this, I will cancel my Prime membership. I will cancel everything Prime. I will stop ordering from Amazon. I will boycott Amazon. The Lord of the Rings is uh, ding dang sacred. Okay, Lord of the Rings is sacred, and you do not mess with it in this way. I agree. I'm not a prude in any way. Like, if The Witcher wasn't the way it is, I'd think it was wrong. Because it's, The Witcher's just like how the books are. And the, those are some horny books, let's let's just say. And this is just stupid to me. Like, Lord of the Rings? Like, come on. It's not Game of Thrones. That's stupid. Like, I read this article and it's, it's, it's talking about casting calls with actors having to be okay with nudity and, like, intimacy coordinators being hired. Like, no. Come on. That's dumb. It's dumb. Is, it's just dumb. It's so dumb. It, 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 this is not Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is not that. You're trying to make something, make it into something it's not. And I'm already like I'm I'm already coming at it from an antagonistic standpoint because I I just I've never had real faith that this series would be good in the first place. I think the first three Lord of the Rings movies are are perfect, and it's like a, they're like a miracle of, of film that they even exist and are as perfect as they are. Uh, and you can see that because the Hobbit movies are not perfect, right? And that's the same director, you know, because right. The but somehow this perfect thing happened, and so now in my mind, that the aesthetic has been locked in, and and. And the tone has been locked in and the spirit is there. And if I don't get exactly that every time, it doesn't work for me. So I'm already antagonistic. I don't care about Game of Thrones. I don't I didn't really even like it. Like I liked the I liked it for a couple of seasons and then I just became bored because it was just the walking dead fantasy. And if if they try to to put that in Lord of the Rings, I just I won't watch it. It sounds stupid. Listen, I'll tell you what we we need new we don't need. I don't. We don't need new memes. We want new Lord of the Rings memes. I want a quotable Lord of the Rings. I want it. I want you know funky dwarves. I want cool elves. I want you know that same spirit. If they ruin this, I don't know that I'll ever forgive them. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm thinking this might turn out to be false because it's so stupid, and this might just be a completely unnecessary rant we did. Yeah. But also, 
people are pretty stupid, so you never know. Well, and I will say too, just lastly, I'll say that the Lord of the Rings meme, like generators, like the sites and Instagram accounts and stuff are all making memes that like none of the fans want this. Yeah, everyone's making, because it's stupid. It's so stupid. Everyone's making fun of them. So if they get made fun of enough, maybe they'll be like, oh. That's my hope. Yeah. Yeah. That's my hope. Okay. All right. So moving on. Uh, last piece of news we got. Uh, we this is. I think this is all but confirmed uh, that Doctor Strange is going to show up in Spider Man Three. This fills my heart with unending joy. Yeah. I love Doctor Strange. Gah. Yes. Yeah. One of my favorite MCU movies. Uh, I love Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Yes. I think he he nails it. Uh, they had really good chemistry in Infinity War. Spider Man and Doctor Strange. They Everything really about this is good. Uh, how many times does Spider-Man, this is, I mean, spoilers, but, uh, how many times does Spider-Man save Dr. Strange's life in, in, <laughs> in, uh, Endgame? Yeah, pretty much. Or, like, yeah. no, no, is it, is in it Infinity War? When Infinity he's War. swinging him around and stuff. Yeah. 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 Spider-Man's the MVP of that movie, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Man, that's a good movie. I should go watch that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm here for this, this news. Uh, I, I'm absolutely here for this. Can't wait. I love I love these two characters. It's just, it's just perfect. Yep. And I, I make a real life uh, Spider Verse because Doctor Strange has the power to make this happen. Yeah. There's. Uh, are they gonna make a real life uh, into the Spider Verse? You think? I want them. That's what I want. I want them to bring like Tobey Maguire back as like Peter B. Parker. You know. I, yes. I don't. I didn't really like Andrew Garfield, but you can bring him back too. Yeah. And I think we both want Nick Cage as. Spider Noir, Spider Man Noir, right? Oh, for sure, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Do that, yeah. yeah. He's he's perfect. He was so great. Uh, all right, cool. So that does it for the new news, and that brings us to, ladies and gentlemen, the questions towns. The questions tombs. The questions times are back. Not they that are they back. were gone for very long. And uh, Sir Nicholas here has made both the questions this week. I am the author of your fate uh, this week. Dare I say, these are uh, perfect questions. Well, thank you, Ben. You're the uh, artificer of the questions times usually, so that's that's high praise. High praise indeed. Indeed it is. Why don't you tell us what the uh, first question is here, Nick? All right, so if you could make one movie into a video game, because we're, we're flipping it around. It's usually, you know, they make movies out of video games. If you could make one movie into a video game, what would it be? So, typically, licensed games are usually not good. I think Batman Arkham Asylum was, like, the first really good uh, licensed game, which is one of, I love that game, by the way. Um, so, I said, I actually want a Smash Brothers clone, but it's all Marvel characters and locales. You could call it Marvel Legends, and it would tie into the action figure line. There you go. You're, you're fighting on uh, Avengers Tower. You're fighting in the Avengers Compound. You're you're fighting in uh, Genosha, you know, all like Mojo Land, Mojo or Mojo World or whatever. It, there's so many places; it'd be perfect. Wakanda, Lemuria, uh, Adelan. Uh, where's Doctor Doom from? La- Latveria. Latveria. Yeah. It writes itself pretty much. How is this it, not a thing? I don't know. It's perfect, and like just have the same exact format. Heck, let let Nintendo make it. I don't even care. It's a good idea. I would uh, buy this game and play it. My yeah. answer is uh, The Phantom, which people may not... I don't know if people know The Phantom. The Phantom is a uh, movie with Billy Zane from the 90s. In a dangerous world. Governments crumble. 
The Phantom is real. Based on a uh, a pulp comic book from the 1930s, like a pulp adventure comic book, and he was like a like a jungle ghost pulp hero kind of like Lobster Johnson from Hellboy or like Zorro or other pulp heroes, the Flash Gordon. The uh, spirit. In fact, yeah, yeah, the spirit. So, the, in fact, there was a cartoon in the 80s called Defenders of the Earth that it was like Flash Gordon teamed up with the Phantom and a couple other like pulp characters from from the 30s. And uh When, when did that happen? In the, in the, sometime in the 80s. It's called Defenders of the Earth. Interesting. Yeah, you should uh I can send you a uh Toy Galaxy did a history of it and it's pretty interesting. That is I think they tried to make a an animated series of just the Phantom for a while too. But I, the movie's good. It's like, it's a, it's kind of like a Indiana Jones, the Mummy type, uh, throwback, uh, pulpy movie, like, like an old timey type adventure movie, like kind of Zorro esque. You know, it's it's good. I like it, and I think it would be a good third person stealth fighting game, kind of like like Arkham Asylum in the same vein. You'd be like in the jungle, and. Uh, you could do like a black and white mode and stuff like that. It just it'd be awesome. That'd be cool, dude. I, 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 that sounds great. Have some great cameos in there too. Yeah, for sure. Like Flash Gordon and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that'd be fun. So let us know if you uh, want to make a movie into a video game. What would it be? Yeah, write into us. Uh, we're not going to tell you how to write into us right now because uh, we want to save that for later. Something to think about. My second question is based on what I was doing this evening. Which is, I want to know what your favorite Halloween or just fall in general movies or TV series are. Something that maybe you traditionally watch every year. Or just one that you watch every couple years. Or something that you just like to... Something you like to do in fall for movies or, or TV series. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you do you like the Ernest, like, uh, the Ernest series? I've actually never seen any of them. I feel like you would like them. Uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, Ernest Scared Stupid, those are some of my faves. I think you'd like them. Sayonara, El Rancho Grande. Your history, pal. Your Elvis. I know Ernest Scared Stupid makes a lot of references to a lot of B-movie Roger Corman horror movies that I'm sure I would get all the references to and enjoy. They're really weird. I think Jim Varney's funny, so I would I would say... So, we, like, a lot of times we'll watch uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, but my... My go-to fall movie is Lord of the Rings. I know we're coming back to Lord of the Rings, but we watch it every Thanksgiving, so it's like my go-to. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking. It doesn't have to be uh, doesn't have to be like a Halloween themed movie. I just want to know what your your fall, yeah. Halloween, October, November rituals are. So yeah. for me, I try to do this every year. I try to watch Over the Garden Wall, which is a, a Cartoon Network miniseries with Elijah Wood and. Uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future, Christopher Lloyd, and there's a lot of great Tim Curry's in it. Um, it's a it's like a 10, 10 or 11, 12 episodes, and they're short, like 11-minute episodes, so it's not super long. And it's just the most perfect fall thing, because it goes through, it's a journey of them going through this, this place that's, everything's kind of fall-themed. And Halloween themed, and they're wearing like Halloween costumes, and it's it's Halloween time of year. It's I don't want to you know say how it ends or anything. It's just Over the Garden Wall is extremely good, and everyone should watch 
over the garden wall. Maybe I will check it out. Yeah, you could watch it with your kids. I know what to do. Here, Miss Langtree, play something like this. Oh, like this? Um, good enough. Sweet. That's always good. Uh, I'd also like to watch uh, the new Lord of the Rings with my kids, so hopefully that will happen. Yeah, unless it's uh, full of of dwarf nudity. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, so uh, write into us. Let us know what your favorite fall Halloween movie or series is or something that you always watch around this time. Uh, let us know, and we'll tell you how to get in touch with us later. But right now, let's talk about these new-new... New-new-new... New-new... Trailers, folks, we have... We have the wickedly talented Baker's Dazine. A Baker's Dazine. Yes, folks, we have a Baker's Dazine. Couple boogers. Couple of... uh, Are they all boogers? There's a couple that I thought were okay. Yeah, there's a couple okay ones in here. Uh, So we're going to get through this uh, and uh, and let you know what day's about. Yeah, the the first one on the list looks pretty fun. Yeah, uh, Free Guy. This is the second trailer. Yeah, we, we saw a teaser for this earlier in the year. This is the Ryan Reynolds movie where he plays an NPC in a video game. This just kind of seems like it's kind of wholesome and funny and, like, pleasant. And I kind of I'm I kind of in the mood for that, what with 2020 being the dumpster fire that it is. 100%, dude. Like, this is a movie, you probably know exactly how this movie's gonna go. Yeah, and that's, that's fine, you yeah, know, that's fine sometimes. Yeah, like I don't have like you know, give me a couple laughs and gags, maybe a, a surprise or two, but I pretty much know how this is going to go, how it's going to end, and and it's going to be a yeah, like a wholesome, pleasant experience. I'm okay with that. 2020 needs that. Give it to me. Yeah, I'll watch Ryan Reynolds being nice to people for a couple hours. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. Um, and, and it doesn't look too like cynical either. It's like. Yeah, that's the main thing. That's what I that's what I responded to the most in the trailer. It's it, there was a line about how in the real world everyone was noticing about the NPC that was just like being nice to everyone or something. This character in the video game Free City has been turning heads by being the good guy. But it lo- it just looks nice, and I want to. I just that's what I want right now. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. Uh, I don't need more horror movies where people kill get killed or whatever. No. Uh, all right, so the next trailer we have here is the 355. Yeah, so this is from I think people who worked on uh, the Jason Bourne movies, and this stars the pointy Bryce Dallas Howard, Jessica Chastain, <laughs> and uh, Lupita Nyong'o is in it, and uh, I think Fan Bingbing. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so, and and some other people too. Uh, oh, uh, Penelope Cruz, who is a vampire. <laughs> Uh, Jessica Chastain's hair in this looks real good. Oh, yeah. She always looks good. Yeah. Uh, I will say, famously, the... Is it the first season that, um... Oh, gosh. The first season of Doctor Who with red-haired... Amy Pond, Karen Gillan? Karen Gillan. Uh, her hair is mesmerizing in that first season that she's in. Yeah, I've met Karen Gillan in real life, and she's mesmerizing in real life. Uh, so you've met Karen Gillan and you've met Amy uh, or uh, Haley Atwell. I've met yeah, I've met a lot of people. I've met a lot of. I go to. I I spend a lot of time in in that part of the convention hall. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, this three fifty five trailer show. Do you hey? Do you want to see the Eiffel Tower getting blowed up? 
This movie's got it. Do you pe- want people crawling through air ducts with machine guns? This movie's got it. Do you want to see Jessica Chastain and Penelope Cruz and Lupita Nyong'o beat up people? Because this movie's about that. Yeah, there's now there, this movie does commit the crime of having the bad guys just stand there while the hero hits them in the face. I mean, it's full of cliches, too. Uh, I, there's literally, she says, I'm putting together a team. I, I laughed out loud because that's, <laughs> that's such a cliche line. But it's like, if you're going to make this movie, just do the cliches that are funny. Like, yeah. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm putting together a team. Yeah. L- listen, Penelope Cruz, I, l- I don't think she has aged a day in this century. Nope. Vampire. I uh, Listen, I, I know we joke around about vampires and whatnot but she literally does not look like she's aged since like when i graduated high school yeah whereas i (laughs) i have aged like 20 years more than in the past 10 years than than she has in existence i don't understand it uh i don't understand uh unless she's just got a really great skincare routine and good genes that's all i can think of probably a combination Uh. of them yeah, so this movie is, I don't know what this is coming out on, but it's coming out, I guess. Yeah, it said sometime in 2021, I think. Yeah. All right, so, uh, you know, I, I'm all I'm all for some ladies kicking booty. Uh, that's cool. Uh, speaking of ladies kicking booty, we have the teaser trailer for Monster Hunter. Yeah, this is the queen of, of B-movie ladies kicking booty, uh, Mila Jovovich. She's, she's back. She's doing another ridiculous movie. I'm excited about it. This is going to be... Okay, no mistake. This is going to be dumb. This is going to be a dumb movie. Oh, absolutely. This is going to be stupid. It's going to be ridiculous. And I'm really excited about it. Uh, how old is Mila Jovo- Jovovich? 44. Oh, uh, thank you, Robot Voice. She's 44 years old. She looks great. Yeah, she's another one. She looks exactly the same. All these, yeah. all these famous people, they look yeah. exactly the same. So th- this, tr- I will say this. Te- this teaser, you see a giant monster, which looks just just okay. And these people have a bunch of machine guns. There's no like giant bone weapons. <laughs> oh, there is on the movie poster. Yeah, you know, no, yeah, the movie poster has it, but this teaser didn't feature any of that. Yeah. So it, it makes me wonder, like, are bullets not going to hurt these things? But but weapons made from the actual animals do hurt them in some way. Are they magical? Is does this have magic? What is this? I'm sure some some throwaway line of dialogue will get all of that unnecessary crud out of the way. Yes. <laughs> so Mila can go beat up things. Yeah, that's probably right. So I'm not I'm not a Monster Hunter fan, but I probably will see this just because oh, it'll be I a spectacle. I don't care at all about Monster Hunter. <laughs> like I have zero connection to that game. Zero. Yeah. I fully just want to watch Mila beat up things. Yeah. I think that'll probably be a lot of this. The audience that sees this will probably be thinking the same way, don't you think? Yeah, people like me who like the Resident Evil movies. I own Ultraviolet on Blu-ray. Oh wow! Okay, wow, wow. Get on my level, people. Uh, okay, I see where you're coming from now. I see where you're coming from. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So then the next trailer we have here is Blood of Zeus. Yeah, this is an anime on Netflix about Greek mythology. Yeah, uh, looks to be fairly violent and weird, and there's undead. I just, I've, I'm a folklore nerd, and so to me, being a folklore nerd, Greek mythology to me is basic. Like, this is little kid mythology that they teach in elementary school. 
Like, I don't have time for this. Yeah, my 11-year-old is really into Greek mythology. She, I never got into it. She got really into it. So she probably would like this, but she I don't think she can watch this because this looks very adult. Yeah, this looks like it's hard R. Yeah, hard R. So she won't watch this. Uh, I probably won't watch this. I don't know. I may I may check out an episode to see if it, if it hooks me, but I seriously doubt it will. Yeah, I, I don't like Greek mythology. I don't find it interesting. It's too mapped out. It's like when, when things have overdeveloped magic systems. I like magic to be subtle. How subtle? Like Lord of the Rings. Hmm. Gandalf never, you know, he just does things and, and the things happen. Mithrandir. Mithrand, okay. Uh, we're done talking about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, the next uh, trailer we have here is a documentary uh, called Black Pink Light Up the Sky. So this is a documentary about the K-pop group Blackpink, who's I think the biggest K-pop group of all time, other than BTS. It's the biggest. It's the biggest lady uh, K-pop group. So my family, we actually all like, even Aaron, we all like K-pop, and we love Blackpink. And so I actually think we'll all watch this together. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty unfamiliar with K-pop. There was an episode of of We Bear Bears where there were. They were obsessed with K-pop, and that was sort of the only exposure I've had. I'm sure I've heard a lot of it at conventions and stuff. I don't know anything about it. It looked, uh, it all looked very charming in the in the video. Uh, well, I can assure you, you've heard it at Dragon Con because your boy played it on the stereos at Dragon yep. Con. Okay. So that, yep. And I'm usually somewhere near you at Dragon Con. That's usually right. Yeah. So I, I will say, here's the thing: like the real surprising thing about about K-pop, because uh, I didn't expect to like it, but when I started checking it out, I was like, oh wow, this is actually good. So the songs are really intricate. It's not just like chorus and then like uh, lyrics, bridge, chorus lyrics bridge whatever like it's it's really intricate um and it's it's really well thought out it's well it's well engineered maybe and then you couple that with really good choreography uh and uh, and your whole family can listen to it you've got a a nice recipe there so i actually dig it i i like it so we listen to it in the car um the kids can even sing a lot of the korean stuff too which is kind of interesting like the seven-year-old and the 11-year-old can sing some of the korean stuff that's pretty cool yeah, really cool. So, uh, so we'll definitely watch this. Um, I'll let you know how it is. All right, sounds sounds good. Sounds wholesome. Yep. Uh, then we have a trailer for Chick Fight. Yeah, this is a movie starring Melon Ackerman and Alec Baldwin and uh, uh, Bella Thorne. And apparently Kevin Nash uh, yeah. of uh, W E and uh, WCW fame. Yep, he did pop up. Uh, you you may also remember Kevin Nash from the first Punisher film. He was one of the bad guys. You must not be referring to the the '80s Punisher movie with Dolph Lundgren. Oh shoot! No, I'm talking about the uh, Tom Jane uh, Punisher movie. So right. the second Punisher movie. I pardon me for that miss uh, misstep. Dolph Lundgren's doesn't count. He never wore the skull. Oh, then he wasn't the real Punisher then. He just had it on a pin. So Chick Fight uh, does not look good. No. Uh, I think there's... A, I mean, they even feature a male genitalia joke here in the trailer in the beginning, don't they? Yeah, and it went on for like 40 minutes, it felt like. Uh, I did... I'll tell you what I, what I enjoyed of this is Alec Baldwin laughing. I missed that Jack Donaghy laugh, man. It made me want to watch 30 Rock. <laughs> 
I want you to. You know, I do. I always have a hankering to, to watch Thirty Rock. I'll be honest. I could probably watch Thirty Rock at really at any moment. I have the. I bought the complete set on Blu-ray when they took it off Hulu because it was going to be on Peacock, and I was like, no, I need. I need constant access to Thirty Rock. <laughs> This uh, this movie is a it's a it's basically a Fight Club movie like a women's Fight Club like a octagon underground fight ring type thing. Uh, the lighting looks pretty good, but that's really all I can say. This just doesn't look good. It looks like a weird comedy that, that probably won't be great. It's not the worst. There's two things on this trailer, on this list here, that are two of the worst things I've ever seen. So we're getting close to those, but we're not the, quite there yet. So next to those things, this this is Citizen Kane. <laughs> I would say, look, if you're in the mood for something like this, probably just go watch Glow. Yeah, Glow is Glow is a much better uh, use of your time, even if Netflix doesn't agree. Yeah, or or just go back go back and watch Real Steel uh, or something, you know, something like that. Uh, so yeah, so that that's uh, that's Chick Fight. Okay, uh, next trailer here is called Black Bear. Yeah, this is a movie with Aubrey Plaza, and it started off where I, I was like, oh, this is kind of boring, and then it started to get really wild as it went on. She's like a director or something, and parts of this were them filming a movie, and parts of it were not, and you couldn't tell really what was what by design. Yeah, you really can't, and I by the end, I was like, is the blonde chick married to the dude or is Aubrey Plaza married to the dude? And is this a descent into madness or is this part of the movie? I don't know what's happening. I think one of them was an actor and you you weren't supposed to know which one was acting or directing. I think this might fall into that genre from that, that thing that we were talking about where I couldn't... The one where everyone's in the, in the play and then you can't tell if the play has become real. This is yeah. a, one of those. This is that one of those is that like a theme for this uh, for movies this year is that a new genre genre uh it might be but a a theme for this episode is is alec baldwin because he's in the next trailer as well let's just go ahead and go there let's just talk about that next one uh it is called an imperfect murder yeah so this is sienna miller and alec baldwin and Alec Baldwin is is an investigator, and Sienna Miller has, I believe, murdered someone. And the idea is is whether it was self defense or if she was just doing murder crimes. Yeah, I think there's probably going to be some misdirection here, don't you think? I think a lot of it, and and who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, and and maybe Alec Baldwin's not on the level. Uh, Nick, who done it? In the end, it was society's fault. Isn't it always in some way, in some form or fashion, and imperfect? This looks uh, look like a it looks like a well crafted murder mystery. Yeah, if they make this easy for me to watch, I will watch this one because I'll I'll watch things with Alec Baldwin. I love Alec Baldwin. Uh, my friend and I in high school used to buy things if Alec Baldwin was on the the DVD case because that was usually a good sign. He definitely endeared me to himself in 30 Rock. He, Jack Donaghy is one of the be- best TV characters ever. I'm going to stick a lot of Jack Donaghy lines in this episode. <laughs> I'll tell you everything you need to know, Danny. Never do business with a friend. Never be friends with a woman. And lose the leather bracelet. You have to. You, there, there's so many good ones. <laughs> Never go with a hippie to a second location. Uh, all right, so that's uh, an imperfect murder. Then we have... Oh, boy. Here, oh, jeez. 
tra- trailer number nine here is a movie called Fat Man. Yeah, so this is a Mel Gibson movie with Mel Gibson versus Walton Goggins. And I, I will say, I still like Walton Goggins even though he did this movie. I, I hate Mel Gibson. I hate him more and more as time goes on. He's just a dumb, racist moron. I don't know why he keeps getting these movies. And and this is just... This is a movie where the government wanted Santa Claus to give a kid coal for Christmas. And the kid hired Walton Goggins as a hitman to go after Santa Claus. And it's going to turn into some, like, Home Alone Rambo murder movie. And that's so dumb. That is... Not only is that dumb, but it's 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 bad. Everyone in the world is is worse for for this existing. Uh, I just found myself about three fourths through this, just asking the question: What on earth even is this? Like, this what is, is? This is the kind of this is the worst sense of humor to me. Whatever this is, like this ironic, whatever it is, it's when people make adult jokes out of. Things that are mainly for children. I hate that. That's why I never liked Robot Chicken. I And you, you don't at me. I hate Robot Chicken. Don't at me. But this is, is even more egregious than that. And it offends me to my core. Like, I hate whatever the sense of humor is. Whoever made this, stop. This is bad. I, I did not laugh one time at this trailer. And it just, see, I just, you, you, when you watch something like this, you wonder how it got greenlit. Like who said, "Oh yeah, this is a great idea. Let's let's do this." And then they actually start making it. Like somebody wrote a script for this and they ma- it looks like B-movie quality. It looks like terrible quality. It's not a good trailer. Uh, I don't know and understand how Mel Gibson is Santa Claus. He looks like just a mountain man in Canada or you know, like Maine. It, it doesn't look like anything. I don't know why people agree to do these Mel Gibson things. I don't know either. Uh What's her name? Uh, what's her name? Even has to kiss him in this trailer, or this movie. I just don't know how this stuff gets made. I, I, I it, this is like a, an enigma to me. Yeah, Mel Gibson is just a an angry, hate-filled man who should go away. It's his time is over. Well, apparently he it's not because he's still doing stuff. So, Fat uh, Man, there you go. <laughs> Fat Man, very bad. Don't watch this. Don't watch this. Okay. Uh, it, if you thought that was the bottom rung of this <laughs> this ladder yeah. of trailers, folks, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So I I was a hundred percent convinced that that was going to be the the boogerest of the boogers on this list. It isn't. There's one that's worse, and here it is, and it's called Buddy Games. But Buddy Games is the booger on the bottom of the shoe, Nick. Yeah. This is one of the worst trailers I've ever seen. Uh, this is a movie that has Nick Swardson in it, so that should that should warn you off like from the beginning. It's a lot of like those people that are in the background of Adam Sandler movies, but without Adam Sandler in this one. Uh, it's got is it the guy from Scrubs? Is that who's in this? No, no, there's no one from Scrubs. It's Dax Shepard. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, th- this has the humor in this is the most like. Even 14-year-olds might cringe at some of the humor in this. This is like the broiest, stupid bro trailer that you've it, ever seen. 
it's offensive. Not it's 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 like it's offensive in just how bad it is. Like it's in a like, cringe way. Yeah, in a cringe way. I don't know who the audience for this is. It's I feel like it's like like edgy neckbeard comedy. That's probably the only way I can describe it. Yeah, like edgy neckbeard bro comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edgy neckbeard. This so that's the title. Of- <laughs> edgy neckbeard bro comedy special <laughs> trailer blazers <laughs> there's the there's the episode title there it is uh this is this is just awful like I, if you were a 14 year old and you snuck in to see this at the theater you would you would be disappointed that you did that you'd be like i took this risk and there was no reward this movie looks like like it rose from the dead of movie 43 which is a fairly brothers garbage fest that is considered to be one of the worst things ever done. Movie 43 has a whole 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, imagine having people that are not funny get paid to write a movie where they try to be funny, but they don't have any good ideas, and so they just try to scrape the bottom of the human psyche to try to write stuff that's funny, and, and, and they go low, but, but it never it's never funny. They just go low. I will say the, the thumbnail of this movie on youtube is olivia munn uh like crouching down by a creek and i'm i must admit to my own detriment like this isn't gonna make me look great but i recognized olivia munn from her cleavage before i (laughs) before i saw her face (laughs) uh interestingly enough i when i watched this trailer i did not know that she was in that as a matter of fact i didn't know that she was in this until you just now said it no she's only in the thumbnail she's not actually represented in the trailer Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's like the trailer is Olivia Munn's cleavage, which I I must admit that I did recognize, and then uh, she's not like really in the trailer. Uh, I will admit I, I I have had a crush on Olivia Munn ever since the G four TV days. Well, uh, which, how the mighty have fallen to be in buddy games. Boy, I don't know. I I guess I don't understand like why how you would read the script of this. And and would be like, oh yeah, like I definitely want to be in this. Like they must have had to pay her a lot, I think. Yeah, this is uh, either that or there's just a dramatic disconnect between us and and the rest of the world. If this is a thing that people enjoy, I get I, really there. There really must be. Uh, all right, and that's enough about buddy games. Uh, then we have a very serious movie called Minimata. Yeah, so this stars Johnny Depp as George R. R. Martin. <laughs> Not really, but he looks exactly like him with the hat and the beard and the glasses. <laughs> so he's presumably not working on the next Game of Thrones book. He's instead investigating the uh, pollution in Japan by this company that really happened. Yeah, this is based on true true events. And if if you want a movie based on true events with extremely heavy filters put on it uh this is the movie for you yep it's probably good it's probably well made yeah johnny depp looks like he he puts a lot into it yeah so it's i don't i have nothing bad to say about this it looks like it was done well no Uh, i yeah infinitely better than buddy games i will watch this a hundred times before i watch buddy games once yeah exactly and he also looks like george R. R. martin Go see George R. R. Martin in Japan. Yep. Lost in translation. All right, so that's Minimata. Then we have The Education of Frederick Fitzel. Yeah, so this is a, a movie about like a weird drug thing where people take this drug and 
and then they have to recreate some night that happened where someone disappeared and then it's like don't take the drug it's not what we think it is and and there's stuff like that it's that kind of movie but as i was watching it i was like this movie's going to like we're we're never going to talk about or hear about this movie again after this so this is the last day this will be in our conscious minds that's absolutely true. Uh, yeah, this we won't even remember. Hey, remember that movie called where they took the drug called Merc, and uh, we saw the trailer for it, and we would be like, no, I don't even remember the trailer. Yeah, no, no one's gonna know because this won't come out in theaters because of COVID, and it probably won't be on things. And if it is, it'll be it'll if it's streaming, it'll be on Crackle or like <laughs> Voodoo on demand or something. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh my gosh, that is that is so accurate. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, you know, this could be like a voodoo on demand original for all I know. But the education of Frederick Fitzel, the education here is that this does not exist. It does not exist. Boy, that is that is too funny. That's exactly right, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the uh, the thirteenth, the Baker's Dazinth trailer that we have here is something called come away yeah we're gonna end with a more wholesome movie here so this is a movie with angelina jolie uh we got gugu mabatha raw we got michael kane we got Derek jacoby we got anna chancellor we got david oyelowo 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 heck <laughs> um i'm sure it's one of those yeah i'm sorry i mispronounced your name and it's about uh, Peter Pan, it's like, it's a prequel to the stories of Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland, and it looks like they mesh together really well. It really does. There, there's a lot of fantastical things that, I guess, happen in their imaginations in this. Uh, but I've never really thought about those two characters together, but they their worlds sort of do fit. Yeah, for sure. This is the same kind of uh, like 19th century whimsical magic world writing, or... You know, Nick, you know what this makes me think I want? I don't, I don't I don't think I want this movie. This is this what's the movie uh that they made about the guy that wrote Peter Pan? Um Finding it, Neverland? That's it. This is like Finding Neverland, right? Mm-hmm. I want League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but with like Peter Pan and Alice in Wonderland and uh, just basically like grim you could do you could be some sort of grim fairy tale thing or like like Hans Christian Andersen type stuff. Yeah, maybe that or or just literary characters like uh Jane Austen is in there. I don't know. I'm putting together a team. Yeah, yeah. Like uh Mr. Darcy from Pride yeah. and Prejudice. <laughs> and, there's uh, a uh there's a book by Dan Simmons that just read. It's called The Fifth Heart. Thank you, Magic Voice. Yeah, that book. And it's sort of a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen esque thing where they reference to other characters like Sherlock Holmes and stuff like that and you know yeah it all fits together yeah like Vic- Victorian era hero team up I don't know yeah I mean this movie looks wholesome I, I'm not I probably won't watch it no. uh not my bag but it looks nice and wholesome so it does it does uh if it if it gets reviewed really well maybe I'll check it out um right yeah I think I don't know we'll see so that is uh, the that is called Come Away, and that is our final trailer, and that is all the new new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. 
Yeah, we got we got a lot of fun answers from you guys uh, for the question times last week. Uh, some of them are are very in depth. Kevin actually made his, and I will put I will post a picture of it on Instagram and the recipe because he says it's actually really good. So, uh, our first question was: A local bar wants to pay you to invent a new drink, alcoholic or non-alcoholic, that's movie or TV themed. What is the drink, and what do you name it? So, Kevin, his was called Not the Bees! And the alcoholic version is bourbon, buckwheat honey syrup, lemon, ginger beer, a few dashes of smoked bitters. Uh, Mr. Bitters makes a honeyed apricot and smoked hickory bitter that is ideal. Smoked ice optional. Garnished with a lemon peel wrapped around a a Luxardo cherry because it kind of resembles a bee. And the non-alcoholic version is the same as the alcoholic version, but sub out the bourbon for chilled, strong Earl Grey tea and omit the omit the bitters. He goes, enjoy it and don't get it in your eyes. <laughs> That's a reference to the Wicker Man, so Nicolas Cage, not the bees! Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! I'm losing my eyes! Ah! <laughs> The, uh, this drink sounds great. Uh, I told Kevin, I was texting Kevin, I said, Hey man, uh, I love that you're like a, an elite cherry man because Luxardo cherries are the best cherries. Oh yeah, did he send you the, he sent me the full recipe, like the mixing and stuff? I can send it to you. Send it to me because I want to make this uh, for sure. Yeah, let, let me just, uh, right now while I'm thinking about it, I'll send you the picture of, because uh, he made the drink. Oh, I, if it's the picture that he sent me, it's it's oh, very he professional. He probably sent it to you, yeah. Yeah, very professional looking. So, so I'll put that. So that's a good one. Uh, what did Bridget say? Bridget said the Ron Swanson. That's the name of her drink, the Ron Swanson, which is a fantastic name for a drink, by the way. Uh, so it's two shots of American whiskey, um, and she has no idea how whiskey is served, but Ron would drink a lot of it. And it's served with a flank steak, pan-fried in salted butter. And the whiskey would have nothing added to it because it is whiskey and you are an adult. <laughs> I could I read this in Ron Swanson's voice. When oh, 100%. She, when she, yeah, when she posted it. It's like, the whiskey would have nothing added to it because it is whiskey and you are an adult. <laughs> That's exactly how he would say it. So that is a fantastic answer. We are big Ron Swanson fans here. So thank you, Bridget. We celebrate all of Ron Swanson's career. We do. Uh, Lindsay said, Formula 86, the little blue perfume vial from the witches. Made into a drink, I don't know, something Curacao for sure. How do you Curac- say that Curacao. Word? Curacao? Yeah, Curacao. Something Curacao for sure. Uh, I love this idea. I think it's a great name. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's timely because of the witches. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a good good one i don't know uh what it would taste like but i i like the idea th- how it would look because i like a little blue vial for a drink i i think that is so fun that it would be served in a little vial because nobody serves alcohol like that how fun would that be pretty fun i mean i i should be honest i don't drink alcohol so you're the one that would have to drink the alcohol and, and no like, would. i'm sort of useless here but but it sounds it sounds good yeah uh, so Missy said Hallmark Christmas, the name of the drink Hallmark Christmas, which is these these are genius. But I feel like these the names are so yeah, good. They're all very good. This, is, <laughs> this makes me very happy. We're so creative. I love it. So the Hallmark Christmas is hot chocolate in a Christmas mug with a shot of whiskey of your choice and a red wine chaser. 
I, one of my favorite things about Missy is that she really likes the Hallmark Christmas movies, and then she recaps them to us whenever she watches one all season. So as it goes into the winter season and these movies start, we'll start getting, because we have a group chat, we'll start getting little synopses of <laughs> these holiday movies that they make on Lifetime, and it's always really, really funny. That is that is fantastic. Uh, they just pump those out too, buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Robo, our, our buddy Robo, says, The Iro, a hot cinnamon tea with a bit of honey and a shot of Japanese whiskey. Iro would probably uh, himself be fine with just the tea, <laughs> but I like the way you think, Robo. That's it's fantastic. Uh, I, I actually have hot cinnamon tea that I should make tonight because it's really good. I, it's kind of hot in Alabama, though, so I probably won't make it tonight. Well, add a shot of Japanese whiskey for old Robo. There you go. Uh, Elaine said uh, a drink called the Holiday Classic, which is coffee, rum, and praline. Add some spices like nutmeg and cinnamon if you know what you're doing. Top with a small dollop of cream to hold a pecan and garnish with chocolate. Sounds like a perfect drink to cozy up with and watch a classic like White Christmas. Yeah, this is another good... We're, we're starting to get into the chilly weather and all of these, these nice hot drinks are sounding very appealing. I'm ready for hot drink season, hot tea season, soup season. I'm ready for it. Uh, we, we keep getting little snippets of cold down here, but then it gets go, it goes back to being hot. So Yeah, we had... Uh, last week was a really nice fall week. Like It was in the 50s all week, which is my favorite. And uh, so, like, I was running all the time, and then we were eating chili and soup and stuff, and we were like, just get it, I'll go buy a loaf of sourdough bread, but like, make the soup, <laughs> stuff like that. And then this week, it was like 70 all week. Make the soup! Make the soup right now! <laughs> get the soup out! Jay says, little Lisa Slurry, fish sauce, clam juice, and gold tequila. <laughs> it's a high-protein feed for farm animals, insulation for low-income housing, a powerful explosive, and a top-notch engine coolant. <laughs> Gross. You haven't changed at all. You're still evil. And when you're trying to be good, you're even more evil. <laughs> Dynamiters need dynamite. Uh, little Lisa Animal Slurry. So oh good. my gosh, so gross. But uh, Jay, that's a perfect Jay answer, isn't it? It is. And it's. I'm really going to have a tough time choosing which quote from that episode to stick in here. I might do all of them. You inspired it all, little Lisa. I'm sure you will choose wisely, sir. Uh, all right, so that's all the answers from the first question from last week. The second question from last week was, who would you want to moderate the next presidential debate and why? Yeah, so this was a fun one. Uh, if you remember, Ben and I chose, uh, I chose Morbo from Futurama. And Ben, you chose? Judge Judy. <laughs> With, <laughs> With a mute, mute button. button. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, we were we were not disappointed in the great answers that we got from you guys. Kevin Kevin came out right the gate with Space Ghost. If the resulting debate is going to be a train wreck, it may as well get some coast-to-coast comedy from it. Can you imagine, though? Like, Space Ghost barely pays attention to who's on his show in the first place. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the one, the one with Conan, he just started following an ant and then, like, left the room and left Conan in there by himself. I would I would pay to watch this and and I would pay even more if you had Brack on there. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, and plus it has the same sort of result as mine where someone might get disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that would be much more entertaining if, if we did this. Uh, so Bridget said, I saw a meme saying Samuel L. Jackson should moderate the next presidential debate, and I would pay actual dollar bills to watch that, and I think we would all do the same, Bridget. I would even double my money if it was Nick Fury and he had his dart gun. Oh, yeah. Th- now we're talking. We're talking progress here. True progress. Lindsay said Mrs. Trunchbull, and that is from the the Matilda movie. That's another great answer. Yeah. I feel like it would be shut down real fast when shenanigans started happening. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, Missy said Hypnotoad. <laughs> I, I love this one because it's back into the Futurama-verse with me. Tell us about Hypnotoad because I'm not familiar. Okay, so in Futurama, there's a uh, the highest-rated show is called Everybody Loves Hypnotoad, and it's this <laughs> giant, like three foot frog and it just has these eyes that make this sound that i'm gonna stick in here we now join america's most popular show already in progress everybody loves hypnotoad this show's been going downhill since season three and it hypnotizes so people are like now back to everyone loves hypnotoad and then everyone in the audience is just like zombie-eyed and clapping because <laughs> Hypnotoad is hypnotizing them. That's so good. Oh my gosh. Too good. Missy, uh, too good. Uh, so Robo said, I would say the only Waffle House employee working the 3 a.m. shift right as a group of seven rednecks come in after getting <laughs> drunk at a bonfire. <laughs> it's oddly specific. Yeah, but this is a special kind of being able to deal with with rowdy nonsense you know of course <laughs> like this oh, waffle house play employee is is not gonna take it no guff. oh no absolutely not uh plenty of those here in alabama uh elaine says she's been watching a lot of brooklyn 99 so let's go with gina linetti <laughs> and that is our, our girl chelsea peretti uh, because that sounds chaotic and fun she could make the whole debate be about her and under, end up running for president by the end of it uh we would have to give her a chair that that leans back a little bit because she she's always leaning back oh yeah and then uh she would interrupt them and start like doing like weird hip-hop things or like start talking about herself and then uh, she would just interrupt them and that's what i want to see i i would love this i think that's a such a good answer that character doing it that's so good uh all right so then finally jay said walter sobchak just so he can continuously say, shut, uh, you know what, up, Donnie. <laughs> shut the Armegadon up, Donnie. That's it. Shut <laughs> Armegadon. Yeah. Uh, Walter Sobchak is, uh, uh, from The Big Lebowski, is uh, John Goodman's character. That's right. That's right. Donnie! Shut the Armegadon up, Donnie. Uh, the, the the thing I said to Jay, I was like, I don't know, man. Uh, Walter Sobchak was based on John Milius, who is a, a famously right-wing filmmaker. <laughs> it's like, it might not go the way you think. Oh, no. Don't you think Walter Sobchak is definitely a QAnon follower? Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, John Milius was the guy who directed, like, Red Dawn and stuff like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about that Red Dawn remake? Did you ever see that? Yeah, it's one of the worst things ever made. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth, everybody. Yep, for like he's he's the Patrick Swayze character because he looks just like Patrick Swayze. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, that is uh, that's the all of the questions times uh, answers that we got. But uh, you can write into us for this week's questions times. And Nick, how did they do that? 
Well, if they want to send us an electronic mail, they can uh, email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or they could they could do what they should do, and that's follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast. And that's where I post the questions, times, and, and fun little pictures. And uh, you can DM me, and I, I will respond because I am addicted to Instagram. You can follow us for updates on new releases on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. I don't look at, I don't check the the notifications there, so it's sort of just like a thing that will tell you if new episodes are there. If you're feeling uh, extra, you can log into Apple somehow and leave us a, a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm I'm told that you have to leave a five star rating by Apple or it won't work and uh, Quick Mickey's the one who checked with them and this is what he has to say yeah folks I went and I did my research and I'll tell you what in an election year you gotta do your research you gotta be uh, on the up and up and I have done research on many things like people often come to me and say Quick Mickey what do you know about this and that cause I know you've done your research you're a well read individual and that sort of thing and so they say, well, I say, well, let me tell you about this. If you leave a five-star rating on there, Quick Mickey's going to come up with either a drink or soup or some fall-type uh, delectable, and it's going to have your name in it. But it's not just going to be like your name. It's not going to be like the robo-drink, something like that, uh, the Missy Soup. It's not going to be that. <laughs> It's going to be something creative. I'll I'll make a creative fling, okay? So if you live a five-star writing, let me know, and I'll come up with something creative and incorporate your name into it. And that's a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey. I think we all can't wait to get our own Missy Soup. For Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and when I'm trying to be good, I'm even more evil. And I'm Ben Moon, and sometimes I sneak into R-rated movies, and I'm just really disappointed. <laughs> Happy Trailsers. Happy Trailsers. the vid yo games one quarter portion folks uh this is where we talk about video games do you do you like video games do you like to listen to men talk about video games uh here's what you need in your life more white men talking about video games but you know what we won't give you entitlement uh some people some uh, entitled video game neckbeards uh, basically gave essentially death threats uh, to the makers of the new Spider-Man for PS5 game because they changed either Peter Parker's face or Miles Morales's face, and uh, and and felt that that was enough, something that warranted them making death threats to the creators of the game. I have some some friends who are game developers and female game developers at that and some of the things that they get from people on the internet are truly horrendous well we have a mutual friend nick uh who had to literally change her name on social media because she writes about video games and uh has uh, has been threatened so 
Uh, everything is terrible already in 2020, and these video game players are making it worse. I'm not going to sit here and call them, I know I refer to them as neckbeards, but I'm not going to sit here and, and uh, just call them a bunch of pejoratives. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to be above that, uh, but I will say they wrong. They wrong for that. And I'm going to take the low road, and I'm going to sock them. I'm going to Irish sock them because you want to find them out. I'll beat you both apart. I'll beat you both together. Yeah, this kind of stuff, this kind of behavior, man. Like, I just... uh, Video gamers seem to be like the most entitled group of people other than Star Wars fans. And it's it's just so old. Do you not get uh, tired of yourselves? Nobody owes me nothing. That's right. I pay for my video games and I play them. Like yeah. a like a grown up, like a grown up. I have speaking of playing video games that I paid for, I have played Ghost of Tsushima for probably 70 hours in the past week. Wow. Do you know your total time in that game? Do you know what it is? It's thrown off because I leave the I pause it and then I just close out the PlayStation so it keeps going. So the time is wrong. Because it, it basically thinks I've been playing nonstop for two weeks. <laughs> uh, and it, you're just loving it as much as ever? Yeah, it's 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 one of the most fun RPGs I've ever played. Like, everything about it I like, and nothing about it I don't... It took... It's a very much like a combination of The Witcher 3 and Red Dead 2 in the way that it plays. And it has all the things I like best from both of them, and none of the things that bothered me in either one of them. Yeah, okay, interesting. Cool. Yeah. Like the horse mechanics, uh, the the summoning of the horse works like in The Witcher where you can just summon your horse whenever you want, but it controls really tight like in, in Red Dead. Uh, the bows the bows and like the swords and stuff, the sword fighting is ridiculous and it, it looks so cool that I'm actually taking the time to learn combos and stuff. It's, I love it. I love every second of it. It's one of the best games. That's saying a lot that you're learning the combos. Yep. Uh, so I have been playing Star Wars Squadrons. Yes, I'm excited to, to hear about this because I yeah. haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, so it came out, uh, I started playing it after the last uh, time we recorded. Uh, this game is amazing. Uh, it is very difficult because there's a lot of buttons and a lot of controls. Um, so it's kind of a learning curve there. I'm playing with a flight stick and a throttle, the same one I'm using for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, and I will say that is the superior way to play. I don't have a yoke uh, or rudder, so I can't I can't talk about that. But I tried playing with a controller, and it was really tough on a controller, uh, like mm. just on a normal Xbox controller. So I do recommend if you have a flight stick to play it that way. Um, I'm also playing it on PC on the Ultra settings. And my PC runs this thing at like a million frames a second. Like it's, it looks incredible. So I know people, some people are saying it didn't look great on PS4 or Xbox One. Uh, I'm but, not sure. Yeah, uh, but I can, I can assure you on PC, it looks like everything looks amazing. When you're in the ship in the briefings and talking to characters or when you're in space and flying around stuff, like it's, it looks amazing. Uh, it's I haven't felt this immersed in a Star Wars game since 1994 when Tie Fighter came out. Have you interacted with uh, like Harris and Dula yet? Um, here I don't I don't know that I have yet. She's like a Twi'lek admiral. Oh Rebels. no, no, I have not. I have not. 
Uh, there was a, a character that just came into the game, and I'm definitely not going to spoil this, but there's a character that just came in, and I was not expecting this character to show up, did not know this character was in the game, and I kind of fanboyed a little bit. Nice, very good. Uh, so there's some surprises in here. Uh, the con- it controls really well. It's I will tell you, I'm not good. I've played the, what, like the multiplayer. Uh, your boy is not good, and, and maybe I just need to find the right combo of weapons, and because there's all kind of customizations you can do to all the different ships, because you can fly like tie bombers and Y wings and A wings and X wings and uh, tie interceptors and all that kind of stuff, and you can customize all of them. So if you're not good with like this one type of blaster, you can t- change to a you know a, a different type of blaster and different type of ion missiles and lock ons, and they all have different like lock on times and all this kind of stuff. So lot of customization I so I haven't gotten to where I've like found the system that I like yet but I, I think I'll get there um, but it's overall I really don't have anything bad to say about it well I'm gonna pick this up at some point so I'm excited to, to get into that. Uh, definitely worth $40 I'll tell you that it's great oh and tonight I, I went to Dave and Buster's for the first time in my life uh, there's one oh, like yeah? f- it's like five minutes from my house I've never been there uh, and I played a bunch of arcade games. I haven't played arcade games in a while. I played uh, Pump It Up, which is like Dance Dance Revolution. I'm pretty dang good at Dance Dance Revolution, and your boy is not good at Pump It Up. No, you're, you're not used to it. No. Uh, there's also that middle stomp button, uh, which threw me off big time. Hmm. So it's it was tough. Uh, I played the Mario Kart arcade game. That was pretty fun. I played... Uh, I, I went to... Uh an arcade and i've been to dave and busters but it was a long time ago like 10 years ago but uh i I went to an arcade in austin last year when i went to visit some friends in austin and uh they had a bunch of like old arcade games so i I played like the ninja turtles and the simpsons and all those Uh, great ones yes did you play the old x-men the dual monitor x-men oh yeah yeah and it was so faded out jess and i played two player it was so faded out that like we would disappear on the screen. <laughs> oh, I love that arcade game and the Simpsons and and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade. They're so good, so good, so good. You know what my favorite thing I played tonight though was uh, other was than that? the Mario Kart is uh, they have something called Pong. Um, oh gosh, it's like Pong Double Attack or something like that. But it's like you you have the the little wheel that you turn. And instead of being a screen, it's like these blocks that actually physically move across. It's like magnetized or something. And you play with that. And it was actually really fun. It's like a four-player game. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be so fun, but I really liked it. That sounds fun. I yeah. like that kind of stuff. The, it, it, the, the control was really tactile. And I, I found myself good at it like almost instantly. Nice. So like there's like no learning curve, which is really kind of kind of neat. So, uh, all right. I'd so, play that. Yeah. Um, now that's what we done played. Uh, let's talk about. We have two little industry news, just two little news items here. Uh, one of them is that Baldur's Gate Three Early Access is open on Stadia, so you can like, actually go and buy that game right now and play it early access. Um, and there's also a uh, early access trailer that we'll put in the show notes as well. Uh, so it looks it looks good. I mean, it's just more kind of almost like cinematic type stuff. It was a very um, short trailer. Yeah. It was like, the Mind Flayers are here. What are you yeah. going to do about it? No. So I I am definitely going to buy this game. Not right now because there's I'm I already I'm not done playing Flight Simulator and Squadron. So I don't I can't fit any more games in. So yeah. uh, I'm not going to buy but I will eventually play this. 
Yeah, I'll probably play this at some point too, but I don't need early access. No. Uh, and then the other piece of news, this is actually recent, uh, GameStop and Microsoft are teaming up. This was a little weird to me because GameStop just seems like it would go away at, at some point. It keeps attaching itself to other things and surviving somehow. Yeah, so the, so the, basically what what's going to happen is Microsoft is going to add a bunch of technology to the stores. So you have more of a, I guess, an experience when you go into a GameStop is what they're looking for. Yeah, mostly the experience that I want when I go into a GameStop is to look at things without the board clerk coming and talking to me (laughs) your experience of going into a gamestop is to get out of gamestop exactly (laughs) with whatever you need yeah yeah so this i don't know that this is gonna i mean it may extend the life of gamestop but i think gamestop's probably not gonna last too many more years it's we're in the we're in the the twilight years of gamestop i think so i think so i think we're gonna go all digital here fairly soon Mm mm-hmm uh, all right, so then um, let's talk about the new, 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 new game trailers. Yeah, we got a couple. Not a lot this week. Nah. Uh, first one is the Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Uh, we we talked about it last week, but this is a release date trailer, and they feature um, two-player mode on this. Yeah, this is still something that I want to try. So if my cousins get this with their Switches, I will probably be able to try it. Yeah, this is coming out very soon. It's coming out on the 16th. I wonder if they'll... I'm going to have to message them and see if they're going to pick this up. Because just the idea of remote-controlled ARG camera cars is awesome to me. It's really cool concept. I will, I'm going to go ahead and call this. It's uh, We're recording on uh, October the 9th. I'm going to go ahead and, rec- and uh, predict that this, all the remote-controlled cars are going to sell out. The hardware is yeah, going to this- sell out. For sure, because with everyone still not being able to really go anywhere and do stuff, this is going to be a a real popular in the house thing, I think. Well, and that yeah, so that absolutely that, and also Nintendo's literally their business strategy is to under uh, manufacture, and so it Uh creates an artificial demand. I mean, they do it every single time they release any hardware, literally any hardware. Uh, so that's absolutely going to be the case here. So you won't be able to find this. I'm really tired of that business strategy because a lot of places do that. And I don't understand because mostly it just feeds the secondary market. And I don't understand why what the benefit is to the companies of feeding the secondary market. I, I, don't, I don't know. I think I it's, like I, it. it's, it's free word of mouth publicity. Yeah, but... Sometimes they'll do limited release runs of things, and not not only just video games, where they're just the ones, they, they make a set amount of money, and then the people on the secondary market make all the money. Like, they make way more money, because they just scalp it. They're scalpers. Yeah, we, eh. I mean, we saw this with both the NES uh, Classic and the SNES Classic. I mean, they just didn't make enough. Yeah, and it's annoying. Sca- and they scalped it. So. so you won't be able to play this, but it looks cool. Um, then the, we have a trailer here for NBA 2K21. Uh, this is a next gen gameplay reveal trailer. And I got to say, this was impressive. The graphics for this are insane, but I feel like sports and racing games always are the ones that have the knockout graphics right away. Yeah. Do you remember when fight night came out for Xbox 360? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, back in the day, I was like, this looks real. 
And that's not even as impressive as this. I mean, it was back in the day. It was Fight Night yeah, was, yeah. was super impressive back in the day. Now, this is impressive today. The sweat, uh, uh, what do you call this? The textures, like the sweat textures <laughs> yeah, on these Sweat characters. physics. The sweat physics. Um, so in previous basketball games, you know how the players kind of like were looked herky-jerky as you moved them around? They have uh-huh. really smoothed it out to where this looks really natural, the movement. The last basketball game I played was NCAA March Madness 2005. Oh, wow. So, I mean, the last football game I played was uh, NFL 2K, 2K for the Dreamcast. So it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I think my, fa- my favorite sports game other than NBA Jam, though, is NFL Blitz. Tiger Woods 2005, baby. Did you play it a lot? Oh, yeah. Tons. I don't know. We Sports was good, too, though, right? Yeah, the bowling. Bowling. I just I used to go and hang out with, with uh, my cousins, and there was enough of us to play, like, these four-player... Because a friend of ours would come over, too. So there was enough of us to play these four-player sports games. So we would play... Uh, we'd play, like, split-screen Call of Duty... We'd play We Bowling, we'd play NCAA March Madness, and we'd play Tiger Woods. And we'd just, you know, because those are perfect things to do with four people. And so I still have these phrases locked in my head. So when we played NCAA, uh, you had like little ringed colors under your character to show who who you were controlling. And uh, my friend Ted would just always yell at me. He'd be like, you're dead to me, yellow. You're dead to me, yellow, when I'd miss things because I was always on his team. And then in Tiger Woods 2005 on the on the original Xbox, to get the power, you'd hit the white button on the Xbox. So then you'd, you'd do your drive, and then you'd be like, white button it, white button it. And then it would, it would hit the green, and it would start going too far, and you'd be like, too much, too much, too much. And you'd have to spin <laughs> it back. So... It was good times. Good times back in the early aughts, uh, where you were when you were probably still wearing cargo pants. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? Uh, educated guess. Uh, then we have a trailer for Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered. Okay, so this I just expected to be a bunch of like racing scenes. This was like a mini movie. I really liked this trailer a lot. It was like this guy obsessing over how this guy did the this. It was five minutes ten seconds. He beat the the or he did the race and and this guy was obsessed with it and he kept, he had like this British accent and he looked like Mackenzie Crook from the Detectorist and Pirates of the Caribbean, and uh, he just kept saying these things in his head like how did he do it and and I was like I'm gonna take some of these quotes. And mix it with some synthwave music and make like a <laughs> like a beatdown boogie uh, synthwave lo-fi song with this the quotes from this trailer in it. Yeah, it was. It's a really well-made, well-shot trailer. And I actually never played Hot Pursuit, but I think this was a pretty popular entry in the Need for Speed series. Yeah, I never played it. I just really liked the the art direction of this trailer. Yeah. Yeah, they probably spent some dollars on this. It looked, it just was like a little mini, it was like a vignette, like a little movie. Yeah, for sure. You should watch it. Uh, you should watch it. Uh, so that is, uh, that's, that was, this was the the reveal trailer. So I guess this is coming out uh, maybe this year. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, and then I think that is it. 
That's all I have. Well, that's all I've got, too. So that's going to do it for the show this week, folks. So for the Trailer Blazers, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm a man with pretty impressive sweat physics in real life. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and I'm hitting the white button. You're dead to me, Yellow. Happy Trailsers. Keep checking if he's in line. He never is. Up, Donnie.